Hi, this is Lainey Hidea. I am the founder of Hot and Habit, the blog. I am here with College Fashionista. What's going on, everyone? Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. For those of you new this week, each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Today is our third episode with the personal lifestyle blogger and founder of Hot and Habit, Lainey Hadea. This East Coast native has a serious knack for predicting trends and a very cool sense of style. She's one of those girls where everything she wears looks effortless. Welcome, Lainey. So how has the blogging industry changed since you first entered it in 2011? I don't know that the blogging industry changed, but I think blogging has changed the fashion industry, the parenting industry, and all these other industries in the sense that it's democratized the way people see products and the way, you know, marketing is. And I think companies, a lot of companies were scared at first to dip their toes into this new world of media rather than the traditional media. And I think it actually has helped a lot of brands expand themselves who would otherwise have failed. For example, you know, the market crash in 08 and these brands were kind of like, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to market ourselves? Traditional advertising wasn't working. And so I feel like if you have influencers who are wearing things and and products that you want to sell, then I think it kind of helps push sales. We have this conversation in our office a lot. Obviously, we're in this industry, so we know a lot of content is paid for that goes on different platforms. But does like the average girl, you know, in Minnesota realize that? And like, it's just this weird world. I think Instagram, like what's real and what's not real. Of course. If you're not in the industry, do you realize that? Or do you really think that everything that you wear, like you own? And I don't know. I mean, I would hope that people know that majority of the stuff that I wear is either pulled from a PR room or, you know, either like given or or it's just a brand that I work with consecutively that I have access to. And just the way I style it, I hope is is the way to influence not the abundance of clothes. And that's what I've been trying to do recently is actually just wear my clothes more and have a more personal style rather than one of the bloggers who are constantly wearing a different outfit every yeah. single day, which I think is kind of ludicrous because it's not, especially New York City, like you can't have a closet that fits that many things. It's right. My, you know, my closet is a tiny extra office room in my apartment that doesn't fit anything. Right. Something that I really like about you and your brand is that I feel like it is a brand and oh, like thanks. everything that you put out feels very natural and it's like it's like cohesive. Like my favorite thing to do is like open up like Tori Birch's Facebook page and her Instagram page and all the different like ways that she markets herself and like you can tell it's a brand. Yeah. And like I feel like you do a great job with that as well and that's like it's not an easy thing to do as like a individual small independent company. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do you think it's harder to break into blogging now than 5 years ago? I would definitely say it is harder, especially because it's become such a saturated thing. Because, you know, if you look at back in the day, and like 10 years ago, back in the day, people flew to LA to become actresses because the life looked amazing. And I think that people come up to me, they're like, oh my God, how amazing is it that you get to do this and you get to do this and you get to do this? And I'm like, well, how amazing is it that every time I go on vacation, I can't turn off my phone because... (laughs) 
I can't, I, can't, I just can't do that, you know? And, and like, thank God my husband's like very understanding of it, but like, it's crazy. Like you don't have a second to breathe ever. Everyone's always emailing you. You constantly have to be on social media or else you kind of either to brands look like you're not on being on top of it or to your audience. Everyone's like, did she die? Like what happened to her? <laughs> so it's she kind of like, away. yeah. So I think that, um, a lot of people look at it and say like, Oh my God, this is the greatest life and blah, blah, blah. But you have to think of it from a business perspective. Like this is not, it's not an easy thing to do. You wake up with anxiety all the time. It's, it's constant and it's a job. It's a job. It's a 24 yeah. seven job. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is what it is. But yeah, it, it's definitely saturated mercury. Not, and I think that's a question that we get a lot from college students and in our audience is like they want to start their own blog and their own personal brands. And I definitely think like compared to 10 years ago, like it is it's hard to enter. Not to say that you shouldn't do it because like everything's always competitive. But I think you should 100 percent do it if you think that you have something that's, you know, special and you think that there's something that you can show to the world that, you know, can either help people or change people's minds or, or inspire them in any way. I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. But also having a blog as a portfolio is not a bad thing either. That's why I started mine to begin with. So I think to have yourself out there and to have your brain out there, I think is an amazing thing um, and can definitely help you get jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from uh, just a little resume. So... So going back to your brand, how do you continue to evolve hot and habit? I think I just take it pretty much every day, by, like just day by day. I mean, I obviously have uh, long-term goals and short-term goals and, you know, everything in between. But um, I can't control what comes to me and I can't control who says yes in terms of partnerships. So I kind of just really just take it day by day and roll it out. Do you manage all of your partnerships? Um, at the moment, I am not represented. I am actually seeking representation. I have a project manager who works for me, and I have, you know, some other assistants on the side, but it's really small, small yeah. team. It's nice. Like, you yeah. have control over what's happening. How do you determine what type of content is posted on what platform? So what you post on your blog versus Instagram versus Snapchat, etc.? So I find that each platform, especially today, has become a place where people go to certain things. So somebody would go to Vine to be entertained. You know, you're not going to go to Vine to look at something pretty. That's where you go to Instagram. You look, you go to Instagram to look at a beautiful feed. You go to Vine to watch something hilarious and fall on the floor laughing. You go to Facebook for news. You go to Twitter. Well, I don't even know what you go to Twitter for, but you go to Twitter for whatever you go to Twitter for, you know? And I think that like what content I push on each platform is kind of tailored to what that platform is and 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 what people are going to it for i mean no 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 one really has a vine but i have a vine yeah no one knows about it it's it's there there's content on it <laughs> like 10 people follow me amazing <laughs> booming booming business yeah no but I, I think that's true i think every platform does serve a purpose and you know what i think i've observed about some brands that i really idolize is that they use each platform to have a different conversation and oh, it's sure. not just like repurposing the same content across and i think you know now as a brand especially you know i consider you like a content and media company in a sense it's like you want to be connecting with your audience everywhere and it's not just about impressions to your blog or your site because yeah. there's so much more than that so 
I think when people are building their own brands, it's important to look at all the different social platforms as an opportunity to engage and have conversation, but to like do something different on each of them. Yeah. And I think that's also interesting for companies as well, because now it's like, oh, we have a social media editor, but then I'm looking at it as, well, do you have a Facebook person? Do you you have a Twitter person? Do you have a Vine person? Do you have someone who's creating adorable videos or fun videos for your Vine? And I think that's kind of where these fashion brands are are moving towards and building teams that are not just solely focused, like one person solely focused on social media as a whole, but somebody just managing each account, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, but I agree. I think at some point as your brand grows, like really individualizing each of the platforms right because they like their jobs within themselves yeah of course. it's crazy what brand collaborations have been the biggest accomplishment for you so far oh god you're asking me a <laughs> hard question <laughs> i don't think anything i've done is a, is a big i know oh that's god. horrible but like i mean i i've definitely i've i do things you know I'm, I'm constantly doing things but i'm always i think because my head is always forward it's like once i get once i finish a partnership I'm always like okay what's next you know and it's never like oh I did this or I did that and like I just I don't know I'm always thinking of the next thing so yeah. I can't really speak to that because yeah I never really dwell on like what I've done if that yeah. makes any sense it's good to look forward but has there been any brand that like you just you know love so much and to get to partner with them was like really like a pinch me moment well a pinch me moment was when I went uh, with Jimmy Choo to Marrakesh and we shot for Who What Where and um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that's pretty amazing. It's, yeah, it's pretty sick. I mean, I'm not that, gonna lie. That that's kind definitely of a pinch, pinch me, me moment. Yeah. Definitely pinch me. I think that qualifies. That's yeah. awesome. So something that I I think is really important to us as a brand, and I think just college students in general, is making an impact on people. How do you feel you make an impact on your followers? Um. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I think, you know, personally, like any charitable things that I do, I try to keep private as like a personal thing, but I'm actually right now as a, as a brand looking for a charity to partner with for a long, like a long-term partnership to spread awareness because, you know, I have this audience and, you know, the best thing to do with an audience is spread awareness for things. Something bad happens in the world. You post like, hey, guys, like, you know, Red Cross is donating this. Can you go to this website? And I think like those small things that it doesn't really take away from what I'm doing. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't do anything. It's just like, oh, great, cool. Like, let me go donate to here or donate to there. And I think it's uh, if you have an audience, it's kind of you kind of have to. Yeah, I think that's why it's so admirable with someone you know, large actresses and actors, all the great things that they do. And they, I feel like they fully take advantage of like having a large following. So totally, I get it. Yeah, definitely helps open eyes to people that would have otherwise have never known about what's going on or how to help or. Yeah. What influences your brand decisions? My gut. Nice. Simple as that. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I, I try to listen to the, the initial gut, too, because I feel like the initial gut is, um, I believe that your your subconscious knows a lot of things, and you kind of just have to, like, listen to what goes, and if you fuck up, then you fuck up, but it's fine, so. Right, right. Yeah. Too much time, I think, like, kills things. Oh, like, yeah. when you have too much time to think about things and overanalyze, it's, like, it's never good. So we're right in a new year, so I feel like it's a, a time to, like, set goals and, you know, have things to look forward to. What do you hope to accomplish in 2016? 
what I hope to accomplish is work on myself and and things that I think about myself that may be holding me back from what I want. So I think that's definitely something I want to work on. I want to work on, you know, just being more mindful of, you know, just what's going on and, and being more on top of things and not forgetting things and just just getting it done. So Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Everyone can always like work on themselves and Okay, so the next questions are just short questions, one word answer. Sweet. Okay. So white or black? Black. Minimal or dramatic? Dramatic. Most worn brand? Zara. Okay. Cool. <laughs> thank you, Lainey, for talking to us. And thank you for listening. I hope you will join us for our next Office Hours conversation. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate the series. It helps tremendously. Until then. Be sure to catch us on the next episode where we chat with Christy Dash, digital beauty editor at Allure, about her favorite products and her obsession with Kylie Jenner.